Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Deviyamatriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Vrindeviyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chudarmasya Sarvadharmasarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharamajamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Revo Param Brahman Tasmai Sri Guru Virmaha Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyur Mahari Om Tatsat Shri Hari Jaimal Jaimal So last week we didn't have class So we're picking up we, And two weeks ago what did we do? We were on Kali Sasanama And we're on verse 29 And we mentioned very nice um, names that I was connecting That, that are given in the Lita Sasanama, a lot of these names are there, and in the Chandi, in the Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, a lot of these names. And so we, we, we I'm, I'm just going to mention them, not give, not re, I try not to re-give a class on it, because I always want to go back and say everything all over again. Niti Suniti Suruchi. Niti meant discipline and control and culture and like that. Suniti means good control, good behavior, like this. And then suruchi, good taste. And we compared suniti and suruchi, those, the path of the pleasant, the path of the good and the pleasant, right? Uh, like that. But also suruchi is we also want ma's good taste. Tushti means, tushti means contentment or nourishment. Tripti means, trip or tripti? Trip, tripti means, uh, are you there? No, tushti means uh, contentment, uh, nourishment. And also it comes in the same thing. No, no, you're right. Tushti means contentment, and pushti <laughs> means sorry. Pushti means nourishment, and driti uh, 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 means fortitude, kshama forgiveness. Right. We're in, and then and then we then we switch into vani bud vani. We said we'll go back to that. We'll include vani into the next group of names. Vani means um, uh, words. She who is words, and she's the next group of names are Saraswati names. So, so it will work for her. Then buddhir, buddhi intelligence, and, and uh, like that. And then we went to Mahalakshmi, Laksh, and Lakshmi. Mostly we spoke about Lakshmi and Mahalakshmi, these two telling stories about Lakshmi, so many stories. Now I have to find where I left off on the page. I think we mentioned the Ashtalakshmi's last. Did we mention how Lakshmi came out of the ocean? I don't think we did. Did we mention that? Last week? We did, okay. Never mind. It's like a condemned. Okay, I don't know, sorry again, but it's... She came out and, give, and given to the God. She, yeah, she married Vishnu. Okay, good, good. Okay. Okay, good, so we'll, we'll just... Hmm? She comes and goes. She comes and... Yes, okay. So... Lakshmi Lakshmi and Lakshmi, yeah. Actually, you found today a bhajan... Oh, yeah. That says for all Lakshmi to go away, yeah. <laughs> and all Lakshmi budget, yeah. right? Inauspicious is to go away, but yeah. <laughs> there's a Chant Central. That's the name yeah, of the group. If you look on YouTube, Chant yeah. Central, it's wild. You have you have budgeons and there was animations and for every like Bhairavas and Dumavati and they're all they're they're great. It's wonderful. So I never. That's the latest one is uh, Lakshmi. So 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 now we are at. So at the end of this this verse, we're on verse on name, um, two twenty four for those keeping track at home, is Nila Saraswati. 
Right, the last name. So Nila Saraswati, and then the first verse of the next one is Saraswati. I'm sorry, make sure I got this right. Yeah, and then uh, then the Nashtrota Sati and Saraswati, Matangi, Vijaya, Jaya. These are the next few names. So these are all related. A lot of these names are related to Saraswati. So first, Nila Saraswati. So we'll, we'll talk Saraswati and then go back to Nila Saraswati. But Saraswati, Nila Saraswati means, anybody know what Nila means? Blue. blue. So blue Saraswati. And so there is, uh, especially in, 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 in a lot of Buddhist traditions, they worship Nila Saraswati. And Nila Saraswati is seen generally as a form of Tada. Right. And so it's like Saraswati, we usually see, as we will discuss Saraswati's qualities, Saraswati is very uh, benign, right? She's a refined, benign. She's, they call um, uh, uh, um, Saumya, Shanta. She's, a, she's an auspicious deity, right? And, but Nila Saraswati is Ukra. She's an angry, fierce form. So you can think of a fierce form of Saraswati as Nila Saraswati. Another name for Nila Saraswati, she becomes Tara in very in, in worshipped as Tara, and also Tara is one of the Dashmahavijas, right? Uh, but then she also then she um um she's also becomes connected to Matangi, right? Another Dashmahavija, right? So sometimes Matangi is worshipped as Nila Saraswati, right? and sometimes rather like Nila means blue, but just like Shama means blue too. Shama means like it's like this dark blue color, right? Uh, but now shaman means black, so nila saraswati also could be like black saraswati, right? Uh, uh, nila, because nila is the name of a jewel. What's the jewel? That's that blue jewel. Mm. Sapphire. Blue sa- sa- sapphire is the blue sapphire is nila, mm. right? And you can see in sapphire there's blue sapphire, but there's also a array of colors in sa- in, in sapphires, right? So sometimes in in, in the matangi she's usually worshipped as green, mm. right? But you know blue blue saraswati, green saraswati, black saraswati. So this Nila Saraswati name comes in like that, Saraswati in her fierce form. There is a hymn called "That's What I Had You Pick Up" called Nila Saraswati Stotram, right? From uh, um, uh, and you can show you like this is a name. This is a hymn for Goddess Saraswati, but it starts. Um, Gora Rupe Maharave. Gora Rupe. These are actually Gora Rupe Maharave. Is these are two names we found in the beginning of the Kali Sasanam also, right? Gora Rupa I mean, whose form is Gora, horrible, right? Fierce, overwhelming, right? And then what is a uh, uh, um, uh, Maharave whose tremendous sound, right? So when Ma roars, that's Mahago Maharave, right? So here's Saraswati. You you think you do think of Saraswati playing on a on a vena chanting ragas in perfect intonation, right? Or reciting the, the Gayatri or reciting the, the, the Veda, something very, very, everything in its most classical. Here she is of, of tremendous form, tremendous sound. Sarva Shatru Bhayangari, and who, is, who, who causes fear amongst her, her the enemies. So she's, a, she's like a warrior goddess, right? Right. Uh, Bhakti Bhyo Varadadevi, but she gives uh, blessings to the devotees. So this is so these are actually these are we talk about Kali this way. So this is so even though Nila Saraswati, so this is a form of Tada, which is a form of Kali. You can see that it's definitely 
Some of these other qualities, a lot of the other names are they're associated with Lakshmi, but we see Kali as the Mahadevi. She's all these forms, all these qualities. But this Nila Saraswati is directly a Rupa of Kali. The names become almost. Um, uh, um, anyway, maybe we'll go back to that hymn because I don't want to give a class on the hymn. I do want to give a class on the hymn, but it'd be very nice. We can go back here because can we close up? This hymn may be able to close a lot of these, pull these things together. So then, so we'll go back to the Nila Saraswati as we talk about Matangi. Then the next two names in, the, in verse 30, verse uh, uh, name 225 and 226, Shrota and Saraswati. Right, these two names, they have almost the same meaning. Actually, interesting, they don't have the same meaning. Saraswati, okay, we have to think what well, Saraswati we know, and Shrota, S R O T A, Shrota. Right here, Shrota means sounds. Right, so Swati, you could say she's the one who possesses uh, this. Uh, 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 vati means to possess, so one who possesses all sound. Right, so that that's what we usually think of Saraswati. Right, as a as a goddess of music, goddess of mantra, goddess of sound, the goddess of the alphabet, the goddess of articulated speech, the goddess of thinking and words and scripture and and, and articulation. <laughs> What's that? Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, uh, but but what about Saraswati? So Shrotasvati, this Shrotasvati means Saraswati. That what we usually think of Saraswati, right? And it, rever- it refers back to the Vedic goddess Vach or Vak, the goddess of speech. You know that becomes um, a lot of the qualities of this Vedic goddess become in, in popular Hinduism, modern day Hindu, modern day Hindu, means medieval Hinduism and modern Hindu become Saraswati. But what does Saraswati mean? If Shrotasvati means the goddess of, or the one who give, possesses sound, right? That's usually what we consider Saraswati, Jayama. So, what does Saraswati mean? This is your test. You'll be given 25 cent shiny coin. So, Saras means pooling water. So, this is interesting. So, remember, Saraswati, before she was a goddess in ancient, ancient India, she was a river. Right, a river. So the river Saraswati, right, and she was a river that was that in the ancient world it was called the Saraswati River, right, in text because it was since the rivers have different qualities. This one pooled; it had a lot, I guess marshes or pool. You know, it was I don't know how what exactly because it's no longer Saraswati River is no longer available. You know, it's no longer above ground. You could say um, due to due to um, um, some people say due to a cataclysm cataclysmic cataclysmic um, tectonic shift that the river changed courses or by um, uh, uh, changing you know it, it, it's disappeared it dried up or went underwater that's how it underwent underground uh, but Saraswati used to be a very popular river it's uh, we mentioned when we talked about the Ganga that the ancient Vedic culture seems to have been primarily on the bank of the Saraswati and the Indus River and then when the Saraswati disappeared, dried up or disappeared or changed course, it switched to the Ganga Yamuna basins, these fertile basins. And then we get to kind of the more modern, by modern we mean thousands of years, uh, Hinduism on the bank of the Ganga and Yamuna. But ancient times, Saraswati was very, very important. Uh, it's mentioned many, that river is mentioned so many times in the Vedas. Right? So she was the, and so uh, uh, Saras means pooling water, Vati means she possesses, she who's, so it's the name of the river that had pools, uh, water, right? 
Right. There's another meaning. Actually, you gave me a card for my birthday with Saraswati. On the back of it, it gave a different... So here, Sara, and Sara means essence, one of the names of Sara. So you can see this is the nature of... It's very um, Kabbalistic, where you can take any word and start meaning, this letter means this, and letter means this, and create all new. So we do that a lot, right? Whether or not it really originally meant, it means this now. If you can think it, it means that type of thing. Right? So Sadas means essence, and Swa. Swati means one's own. One's own. Mm -hmm. So Saraswati is, is she who possesses or gives knowledge of oneself. Right? So that's also very interesting. And you can see, and you can see how this could be connected the ancient rishis, the Vedic rishis, on the, on the, at that time, on the bank of the Saraswati River, right? The river that's giving them life, like the river they consider to be a goddess, the river that's given in their culture, right? Is also the river at, at which, on whose banks they meditate and discover themselves, the one who gives, and we use that language now, my mother Ganga, all my knowledge comes on the, on the bank of mother Ganga, it's Ganga grace that I have any devotion. You know, we use that type of knowledge, that type of language now, right? <coughs> but part of this, uh, the 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 this sadas pooling water, it, it's 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 water, it's fluid. The sound is uh, the meaning of the of the word is fluid. So fluidity and water is fluid, so it means river, right? But also speech is fluid, and thought is fluid, and music is fluid. Ragas are fluid, rhythms are fluid. So you can see how she becomes associated. The sound of the river, the flow of the river with these, this type of idea. So, at one point, somewhere along the line, Saraswati went from river to goddess. Of course, the, god, the rivers are goddesses in India. Actually, here too, our river is a goddess too. We've done her name. <laughs> but she's definitely a goddess. Right? Uh, and, and, and like the Ganga, we've told stories on the Ganga and Yamuna the last few months, and how, the, how a sage brought down the Ganga, how um, Bhagarati... Bhagavad brought down the uh, the river Ganga uh, from the from the from the heavenly realm of, of Brahma down onto onto the Himalayas in, in order to down to purify the earth, eventually to the ocean, eventually to the underworld to purify the bones of his ancestors. We told elaborately that story. The idea that the these divine divine rivers come down, but they're originally goddesses, and so they're goddesses in the in in the upper realms. When they come down, they're goddesses as rivers. So they're also rivers, and they're. Uh, and then we also mentioned that there are also flows of consciousness and flows of prana in our body. So we mentioned Ida and Pingala are the, are the Ganga and Yamuna, and Saraswati is a Shashumna in that conception. Right? But how did... So, of course, it's very hard. I mean, I, I, I don't have enough scholarly knowledge uh, to... And also, this is a time it's almost prehistory. Right? How, when, when, exactly how she went from river to the goddess we usually think of. Like Ganga has a has an iconographic form. She holds she sits she holds certain things. She holds a pot. She she rides up on a on a, uh, on a crocodile or or like this. Um, um, but we still we know she's a river, right? Saraswati is a completely independent goddess, independent of a river. You know she's now Saraswati. You know she how do we think, what do we think of Saraswati? She's she sits on a on a um, on a swan. She dresses in what these are part of her dhyan mantra. She dresses in white. Right, she holds uh, uh, scripture, right? The Vedas, not just any scripture, Sanskrit Vedic, Vedic scripture. She holds a, a, a crystal mala, not just any mala, crystal mala. Mm -hmm. She holds a veena, a classical instrument, right? So this, so these are, so she has. She's usually with two arms or four arms. Is usually described like this, um, uh, but 
how is that connected to the river? So there's stories, like everything there's always stories, and so this is also story time. So a long time ago, when the world was young, and the all stories go, there was a great battle between two demons, right? Or uh, Baga, uh, Bargavas and Heahas. Heia, I'm sorry, I'm going to get this wrong. Heahas, Heahas, I have to get these right. Right, and, and and in the in the process, there was an all-consuming fire was lit as a weapon, some detail, right? Name Vada Vada Vagni Vada Vagni, right? But this fire that was lit would destroy the world, like everything, everything left undone. Either the the demons are fighting or gods are fighting. Something's unleashed. We can see that you know easily. We can unleash something that can destroy. We can unleash a fire now that could destroy the world. We have to be very careful, right? If, if people, uh, groups are fighting. So in the ancient world, in this, in this mythological realm, it was like that too. So a great fire was lit and that threatened to destroy the world, right? All the devas, all the gods and goddesses went uh, to Saraswati, the goddess Saraswati, who was believed to be in the, in the heavenly realms, right? As a, um, as a goddess. Not, see, usually we think, oh, she was a river and then became personified as a goddess, right? In this story, she was a goddess who came down as a river, like the Ganga, right? And they asked her, you please protect the universe, right? She said she would only agree if her husband, her consort, Brahma, Lord Brahma, would agree, right? And told her to do so. If, if directed by Brahma, she would do so, right? So they all went to Brahma. This is a typical story. He goes, you, you, you're going to get passed off to higher, higher authorities. He went to Brahma. And, uh, uh, and Brahma, told, Brahma said, yes, you become a river. Right, you become a river and you put out that fire. How do we, how how we put out this fire? That's going to destroy the world, right? So he said that she left Brahmaloka, the heavenly world, and descended, right, uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, and went to the sage uh, Ut. Either because this is an old an older list of we have our own list of rishis that we all know. This is an older list of rishis that, that have... There's gods in the Vedas that we no longer worship, and there's rishis in the Puranas that we no longer remember. This is one of those things. Uh, Utanka, Utanka's ashram. Right? There, she went, she went there and met Lord Shiva. That's where Shiva was hanging out. He, Shiva likes ashrams. Right? She went to his ashram, and, and Shiva um, uh, uh, got a uh, kalasham, a pot, right? And says, "You go into this pot. I'll put in this pot. I shall put this. I shall catch that fire and hold it in this pot temporarily, right? You come into this pot, right? And, and so you can and you can swallow the fire, right? But even just a little river is not strong enough to swallow this fire. So then, from here, you flow to the ocean, right? And you take the fire with you. And when you get to the ocean, you'll immerse it. You'll drown the fire into the ocean." And so where she flowed, actually, interesting now, I'm thinking she flowed to Pushkar. So Pushkar is actually one of the few temples to Lord Brahma, right? So it's interesting, I just think that that's a, there's connection, there's connection in all India, there's like three major temples to Brahma in all India. Because uh, it's interesting that he's such an important god, but he's not worshipped. There's reasons for it, but it's another, very, another good set of stories, but I won't tell those stories today. They're really good stories, but I won't tell those stories. Although he's worshipped in Bali. He's very popular in Bali, and in, and I think did you see a Brahma temple in, in in Thailand also? 
I think there's Brahma temples in Thailand. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because actually, in the in the part of the in the Hindu diaspora, Hinduism spread through kings and like that beyond what we'd normally consider Hindu, the Hindu land, Hindustan. Now, you know, it, it went so Brahma were were were, you know, you can think of like the waters of the Saraswati, they, the, it flooded out, right, and then receded to what we now you know now know as geographical India. But other places where it went, there's still Brahma temples. But in India, interestingly enough, there's no more real Brahma temples. But so from there, she continued her journey to the ocean, and uh, and immersed the fire into the ocean. Therefore, the world was saved. Now we can imagine what that possibly could mean. And there's a if you, uh, there's a good show on his on, on History Channel that will come up with their version of what the, what the story could possibly mean. Right. So her, so we mentioned her dhyan, her her normal dhyan sloka that she's white like the moon, clad in a white dress, bedecked with white ornaments, radiant with beauty, holding a book, a pen, uh, often a pen in her hand, mala. So when we think of her as a shrotavati and now Saraswati as a goddess of learning, she's she, all of her symbols is that of absolute purity. It's not just learning not just words, not just music, not just knowledge, it's classical music. It's uh, uh, Vedic mantra. It's, the Ve- it's not just knowledge, it's, the, it's knowledge of the Vedas, right? You know, she's white, she's very pure, the most subject of the sattvic. Her mala is also crystal. It's the most pure, the most um, um, translu- uh, opposite of, hmm? Not, oh, opaque, it's see-through, what's the word? Transparent. Transparent, it's completely transparent, right? And so, in of course, in, in popular in popular Hinduism, we think, oh, there's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, the Trimurti, and there the, the three Shaktis, Brahma, uh, Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Kali, or, or Durga, or Parvati, like that. And so, Brahma, if we consider it a little bit symbolically, a little bit metaphysically, um, Brahma is he's in in the Tantric scripture. His one of his names is Vageshwara, and her name is Vageshwari. The Lord of speech and the goddess of speech, right? Or the Lord of vibration and the goddess of vibration. So we think back to like how, how, how there's now something before and how nothing became something or how the one thing became many things, right? Within the infinite, non-dual, unagitated uh, ground of non-manifested being, there's something, we can have our religion based upon that, in case you want to love that, right? Somehow or another, there's a vibration, Somehow another it expressed, right? And you know, in Tantra we call it there's a there's a, a pulse, a, a a bindu, a spanda, some some something that caused it to move, the one thing to vibrate. How can one thing vibrate when there's nothing to vibrate again? There's all kinds of philosophical, interesting things that can be said, but that's somehow another it happened because here we are. We 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 see a world where there's, on, where there's where there's only we see many where there's only one, or we see something when there is no thing. You know, there's something somehow another that has happened. Right, so that first vibration, right? That that first vibration that that, that is Saraswati. That she can she is that 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 at the 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 initial pulse. So Brahma is usually considered the god of rajas. He creates activity, right? And then, and then and then as it vibrates, and then it, then the, the the world's created. Then it's sustained, or uh, uh, and that's sattva. That's the realm of Vishnu, and then it's destroyed. That's that or transformed or come to an end. That's death, birth, life, and death. Uh, rajas, 
Sattva and Tamas, right? Shiva is the Lord of Tamas. This is how we usually separate it. But their, their Shaktis are in a reverse order. We talked about this when we talked in the Chandi. They're in a reverse order, right? So, uh, 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 um, Saraswati, so while Brahma is, is the Lord of Rajas, his consort, as a consort of Brahma is also Rajas. She's the Shakti of Rajas, the one that causes vibration. But she's so close to the transcendental. That Rajas is the most sattvic of the sattvic. Even though it's the beginning of movement, it's so close to the, to the non-dual, to the to reality, that it's the most pure. Right? So it's movement, Rajaguna, but at its most pure, which is Sattva-guna. Therefore, all her symbolism is that of white and pure. It's, it's the most refined. The mo- it's a thing, it's, it's the... Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's, by fa- she's that initial vibration that, that goes to become grosser and grosser and grosser is everything. But it's also when we go back to her, and we're trying to get back, we, by worshipping her, you become more and more refined. You can see anybody who, who worships Saraswati, not just in puja, like we're, we're ringing bells and burning incense, but like by training in classical music, or by studying Sanskrit or the scriptures, or by doing japa and meditation, right? These are the, or learning classical Indian dance, right? That's very, um, uh, uh, that's very hard. <laughs> Right, it's, 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 none, none of these things are, are, are easy, but why is it hard? Because it's so refined, and we're not very refined, right? You have to, you have to, you have to train the mind and simple, uh, 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 um, to purify the mind and, and focus the mind and, and train the mind. Right, this suniti, you know, the, these type of names. Um, Shrotasvati, Saraswati. Also, Saraswati is also um, so. So uh, uh, in, I'm going to have myself in 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 the in in the during Navaratri. There's a reason we worship her. There's different ways of doing this. Okay, we've we've this is not the right word to you, but we've during Navaratri. There's so many different ways of worshiping the goddess in Navaratri. And of course, we primarily here we do we worship as we do Durga Puja in the last four days, right? That's the Bengali form. Um, we also worship the Nava Durgas, right? There's another form, the nine uh, different form of Durga, and they're also conceptualized as representing the chakras and the elements and the planets, and you know, so it's it's a progressive from gross to from gross to subtle. You could see like this, different stages of the spiritual life, from lower to higher. Another popular way of worship uh, is to worship three days Kali, three days Lakshmi, and three days Saraswati. Right, and in the Chandi, the three there's three uh, there's there's eighteen eighteen chapters are there eighteen chapters eighteen chapters eighteen chapters eleven chapters eleven in Chandi thirteen chapters certain chapters but there's three sections Charita there's three main stories there's a story of um, Madhu Kaitaba there's the stories of of Mahishasura and the story of the Shumba and Nishumba and different different like that so these these three sections each one has a presiding deity. And a, and a presiding bij mantra, right? So in the first one, the, the presiding deity is Kali, and but the bij mantra is Aim, which is Saraswati. So like so in, in, in by following from from uh, Kali is is um, so the Kali is the the tamasic form from Saraswati to, to Brahma from Saraswati to Lakshmi to to Kali. But in the in the in the uh, which is how we usually go, we usually think this follows the, the. But in meditation, it's the opposite way around. Right, we're trying to go from Kali. To, we, we worship we worship 
Kali first to purify the mind, Lakshmi to refine the mind more and more and make it sattvic, and then Saraswati to make it so subtle that we can attain. But the, the order of the mantra shows how the one becomes many through Saraswati, through Lakshmi, to Kali. So it's interesting how they're, they're also connected. Um, Saraswati is also our, the name of our lineage. Right, you know, there and and you know, there's different uh, um, uh, in the dash where where our monastic line is called dashnami. Dashnami means tend named. So, as per tradition, Adi Guru Shankaracharya Bhagavat Pad, uh, the original Shankara of all the Shankaras, um, um, he established as per tradition for he had he had many disciples, but he had four main disciples. He he esta- he, he established four. Muts or seats, um, ashrams, monasteries, and places of learning uh, in four parts of India, and put his main disciples in each of these four to be kind of like not like not really popes. I kept using that word today. There's something something like a pope in a certain sense. A pope without the same power, you know, it's a patriarch in a certain sense. Although that may change. There's a there's movement to elect the first female Shankaracharya. Wow. We were talking. It's been going on for some years. We'll see. Um, but there's some, some seat holder, you know, a representative, representing Shankara, the original Shankaracharya. And one of them is, in Sringarimat, he left his disciple Sureshacharya, right? Sureshacharya is our Acharya. Sureshacharya. And, and Sureshacharya is, he ha- the three of the ten names are, can be traced back to him. So our own lineage, the Saraswati, we trace our lineage back to Sureshacharya, therefore to Sringarimat. Uh, um, uh, so the Saraswati line and each of the ten names there's a, there's a verse and I only recently after many years of struggle I, I forgot the verse I was told by a great sadhu in many many 24 years ago at Kumamela Raghavananda Saraswati told me the mantra that defines Saraswati the qualities of our lineage and since then I lost a little piece of, pa- little piece of paper that I was on you know <laughs> scribbled on a little piece of paper Everybody knows my organ, my, my, my filing system. You know why I lost my little squiggly piece of paper, <laughs> uh, uh, um, and I've never found it again until very recently. I found it again. I don't. I found. I found it not the piece of paper. I found it online. A translation, an on a PDF of this very rare text that's used by the Shankaracharyas to argue about who gets to be the next Shankaracharya. It's listed in there, right? It's like one of those. It's an ancient book for the the ecclesiastical organization. Of, of the of the Shankara Mats. But in it it says it mentions each of the Dashnamis has a different quality that's attributed to the name. Of course, we use the same name that our guru had. That's ours. My my guru Omananda Saraswati, his guru Vishdevananda Saraswati, his guru Hriyananda Saraswati, his guru Yogananda Saraswati goes like this, right? Uh, um, so we can trace like that. But each and of course, there's no guarantee you're going to be exactly like your guru. But there's some tendency. There is, and so it says, if I remember, I don't remember the verse, but I remember the point of the verse. And the Saraswatis are um, Sagara Ag, Sagara. They're, 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 although in the ocean of Samsara, in the ocean, they're Asagara. They're not in the ocean of Samsara. That's one of the qualities. That you can, they live in, they're, although they're in the world, they shouldn't be any attached to the world. That's one point we're supposed to try to live up to. And the other one, that they, and they're supposed to be scholars. Right, Saraswati is a goddess of learning, and so Saraswatis, generally speaking, tend to be speakers, singers, uh, uh, Vedic scholars, uh, 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 Vedantists, you know, things like that, tend to be. 
there's other lineages that tend, like for instance, in the in the Juna Kata, in the Akatas, the Juna Kata is very famous. We're also part of the Juna Kata. The Juna Kata is a um, the Nagababa, a Nagababa line, right? And there's 52 or lineages in the Juna Kata, um, um, and like there's like I forgot make, now making up numbers, but something like there's 22 that are Puris and and 18 that are that are, are Giris and like that. But for Saraswati, there's two, right? There's very few Saraswatis in the Juna Kata, right? That's very new. People, whenever I mention somebody, oh yes, we're from Junakara, and they're like, Saraswati Junakara? I've never met anybody. Like, that's, that's not a common thing. Because Junakara tends to be, with a, there's another classification that's getting way off. Interesting, but get off, off topic. There's Shastradadis and Ashtradadis. Shastradadis are those who hold scripture, and Ashtradadis are those who hold weapons. And you see some of the Babas, you'll see holding trishuls and swords and sticks and clubs and axes. You know these are and and they're they're militant babas. They 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 came up at a time when there was a reason to have militant militant babas in uh, in India, right? Saraswatis generally aren't astradaris. They're shastradaris. They're holders because of the name Saraswati connects like that, and therefore the juna the kadas tend to be astradaris, and therefore we don't have many of them. But anyways, this is, it's what we're supposed to have some qualities of Saraswati. We're working on it. So the next name, these are all connected names, right, is uh, Matangi. So we had Nila Saraswati, Shrota Saraswati, Saraswati, and now Matangi. And I mentioned that Nila Saraswati is also considered a form, a name for Matangi. And um, Matangi is very interesting. She's very... um, What do we say about Matangi? Matang, uh, 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 Matangi, the name Matangi, Matangi has many names, but the, the, the simple name of the word, she's here too, where is she here? She's second to the end. In the Dash Mahavijas, she's Kali Tara Shodashi Bakala Matangi. That's her. And this is a very classical form, very refined form, Matangi, according to one second to the last. Right? There's other forms that, that her Dhyan Mantra, she has different Dhyan Mantras describing her form. This is one of them. Right, um, um, uh, um, that's not not the one you usually see. You know, the one we chose. I forget when we were collecting these pictures for this collection. Why we chose that, I don't remember. Um, I think it was a very high quality and nice. Um, so Matangi is a is a form of the Divine Mother. One of the Dash Mahabhija, one of the ten forms. Matangi. One of the meaning of Matangi is the daughter of Matanga. So Matanga is a Rishi, and Matangi was born as his daughter. Right. That's a simple simple meaning. There's a lot of depths to Matangi, and we were mentioning earlier that our, amongst our community, Adi Keshav Das, he he really has done so much research on Matangi. Mm-hmm. Be nice, maybe one day we can interview him or something like that on Matangi, because he has a reservoir of information and in collecting Dhyan mantras, rare mantras, and stotrams on Matangi. Um, very interesting. Um, and she's the daughter of Matanga, and so Matangi. So that's nice, okay, she's a daughter, she was born as the daughter of some rishi as per some story. But who's Matanga? Matanga is, there's different types of rishis. They're, we call them Brahma rishis. Brahma rishis are, the, are rishis born in Brahmin families. Like, like uh, there's Deva rishis, the, uh, rishi, that's like, who's amongst, born amongst the gods, like Narada, Narada is Deva rishi Narada. He's born, his father is Brahma. You know, he's born amongst the gods, right? He's a divine sage. Then there's Raja Rishis, sages born amongst kings. Um, 
who's an example of Vishwamitra or Rajarishi? I think Vishwamitra may be a Rajarishi. Maybe. Anyways, or, or, or uh, Janaka is an example of a, of a... Janaka is a popular one, but in ancient times there's... There, so there's there like that. And so Matanga is born in the... Not just in a... He's not, a, he's not in, in a low caste. He's an outcast. Right? He's, a, a, he's, an, he's an outcast rishi. Right? Which is very interesting. So, so he wasn't born... He was born with society uh, disqualifications. Right, and maybe I forget. Maybe it's even here. I mean, his father may have been a hunter or something like something dealing with impure things. Like I think his father was a hunter. I think that's how. It, maybe I have it listed. And as I go through, maybe the it will jump out. Oh yeah, this is what his father was. But by his tapasya, by his pure, by his asadana, he became a rishi, and he was awarded the position of rishi. Right. Of course, it shows in ancient time there is examples of people who are outside normal rules and of of of, of society that become great saints. Right. And um, anyway, this, this was, she'll have he'll have important important things. I'm going to tell a very quick, interesting story I learned from Haley. This is from the Buddhist scripture. Uh, um, there was a a, 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 a there was a. a, a, a there is Buddha's main disciple is called what was his name? Maybe remember Ananda. Ananda, yeah, Ananda. So Ananda, in the story, right? And in uh, this, uh, he there was a girl named Pakriti, right? Now, this is also interesting. These are all very symbolic. Pakriti means nature, the name for the divine mother, material nature, Shakti, and all that. But so Pakriti, who fell in love with Ananda, but Ananda is a bhikkhu. He's a monk, right? So there's a problem, right? And uh, 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 and he goes, no, no, I, I've you know, I don't even know who you are, leave me alone. There's some interaction like that, and she gives her things. Oh, actually, I'm the daughter of Matanga, right? At a Chandalabite caste. So now we have this another word, Chandala. So this is a type of um, 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 Chandala means, now it's not Hunter here, Chandala means, um, uh, now Chandala, Chandala means like outcast or something like that, but a Chandala means, in, in the Vedic terms, I mean, the, the, somebody who, take, who takes care of dead bodies. They're, uh, they're, they're dealing with. Um, I guess modern like domes or things like that. They're 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 dealing with the mortuary tradition, you know, taking care of dead bodies, burning bodies, burying bodies like that, dealing with the bones of bodies like that. And that's considered death and, and dead bodies are considered impurifying in traditional Orthodox Vedic culture. Therefore, they're automatically considered unclean and untouchable. And that's although we all need them, right? You know, when we, when we die, we 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 have they're the ones who take who burn our bodies and take care of our, you know, that we have now we have people who like. Morticians like will recon, you know, will will make a body prepared for viewing, and you know, like it's interesting. It's a very weird science where they make a, a dead body look living again, so that for viewing and for burial and things like that, you know. And we when we've had to deal with such people, you you meet these people and they're like, it's a heavy life. It's a very heavy tradition, you know, and a very important service, right? But it's heavy. <laughs> so it was it was even heavier back then, you know. So she says, I am a chandala by caste. No, no, I'm remembering. So the interaction was, it's coming to me. Ananda was thirsty. He saw this girl named Pakriti, give me water. That's the I'm remembering properly, right? He said, how can I give you water? I'm a chandala. I can't give you water. That's really, I can, this is one of the signs that you're like, who you take water from, right? This is like, I can, and so Ananda, the thing is, Ananda is a Buddhist. And the Buddhists don't have, can't be made impure, 
right? This is one of the reasons Buddhism could spread very easily, right? Because you don't become impure by meeting uh, uh, touching a dead body, by seeing somebody that's died or reborn, by by meeting a stranger or a strange land or crossing a river, right? You know, they, these things don't make you automatically impure. Right? He says, I didn't ask you what caste you were, I asked you for water. I didn't ask you if you were a chandu, who your parents were. You know, it's like a Hindu, at that time a Hindu would ask, who's your, before you give me water, who's your, who's your father? What was his name? Where did he go to school? You have credentials for, of the, from the Acharya. You know, like it could be like that. But the Buddhists would not do like that. So he said, I didn't ask you, just give me water. Right. Uh, he had been traveling long, trapped a long way and was to bring a collapsing when he saw the well and the beautiful maiden outside fetching water. Reply. I asked, I, I asked not what your caste is, I beg you for water. So Pakriti was so moved, this uh, Matanga's uh, daughter was so moved by the holy monk, she began to feel attracted to him. So Sri Ramakrishna said, Sadhu, what's the word? Shabdan. Shabdan. Sadhu beware. Sadhu be careful. That talker would say to his disciples, right, you have to be careful. Because he's like, oh, what's, a, what's such a loving monk, right? I've, ne- I've never seen such a monk so loving. I should, so you fall in love with the monk. That's a very dangerous thing for everyone involved. Um, um, uh, so he drinks the water, and from from in, that she pours into his cup's cup's hand. When he leaves Pakriti, Pakriti is desperately in love with him, and uh, um, she so unable to. I'll just read because this is from written by our friend Haley. He did a painting on this, so I just read. He did a little writing on this. Unable to trace him anymore, she approached her mother Maha Vidjadari to use her black magic and cast a spell on another. Now we know her mother is Maha Vidyadari. So this is interesting. Maha Vidya means all the great knowledge, the wielder of the great knowledge, means like a magician. But you see her connection to the Dash Maha Vidyas, right? There's even in Buddhism, there's a connection to the Dash Maha Vidya. She's Maha Vidyadari, right? right? A, spell, a spell so dark and mysterious that it could be only be broken by the intervention of, of, the, of, the, of the Buddha himself, right? She, 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 the, uh, Maha Vidyadari created a spell to make uh, to catch Ananda to marry his Chandala daughter and break his monastic vow, you know, like an only Buddha. Had. So that's so. This is a very ancient story. It's there in the in in, in the stories, right? Um, uh, and so this story is retold. It's fame. This story is being is made famous by Rabindranath Tagore. He retold it in one of his plays or like this, right? Uh, actually, the name is called. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, Chandalika is the name of the play of Ruminasko. He tells the story. It's a, it's a, it, you can see it's a very powerful, it's a very dramatic story, right? right? But this Buddhist tale is very, very old, right? Uh, Haley says, is, uh, uh, it's, but, but this is, no, Haley says this is the oldest mention of Matanga. That's, that's, that's what Haley is mentioning, right? But the legend. Is, seems to be prehistoric, and, and if you've been to analyze it, it was Haley did. I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm relying a little bit on Haley's analysis, and he's a scholar, research scholar in these things, and he's also painted the most beautiful Matangi deity for me, a, a painting for me. Remember the Dash Mahabijas that was here? One of them is beautiful Matanga, Matangi. Right. Uh, so he says that chandalas were a caste of antiquity. Now we say, oh, chandala is 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 a is a somebody, but they were originally a, a, a tribe, or like not really a tribe. It's often in some texts, some you know online you'll see, oh, it refers them to a tribe, but actually it was an, an ancient caste, right? That who cremated bodies, right? And so now would be the, we probably domes and Benares, You have the domes, 
right? They're, and actually, the domes are interesting because they're Brahmins, but they're untouchable Brahmins because they're dealing mantras, but they cannot because of their dealing with dead bodies. They're an interesting type of type of thing. But anyways, uh, um, and they resided in cremation grounds. So you see now, you see Kali. She's a daughter of 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 of, of a Chandala. She says right. Her, and so she, that means she grew up in a cremation ground. This is, these are th- it's like Kali talking about herself, right? And uh, uh, they wore or- ornaments of bones, mm-hmm. right? And dressed in animal skins and notorious. And they were notorious for not following the Vedic ways. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, the, so it's interesting. We just saw the Dark Crystal remake. Have anybody seen that? Uh, on Netflix, is it on Netflix or on Netflix? Remember the Dark Crystal? Anybody remember that from growing up? It was an awesome. Though they 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 made they remade it. They're remaking it as a, as a series, right? And we saw the first series, ten episodes. It's really. He didn't like it because it was puppets, but. <laughs> I liked it because it was puppets. <laughs> he also, I grew up with that movie, so it was very significant to me. But there's one char- there's one tribe in there that that dealt with death, and they wore bones and. And I was thinking a little bit like that. There's there's people who are there's peop, there's groups that are oriented towards a di- in a different way. They're they're interested in the realm of the dead, right? So there it seems to be like this, right? But Haley writes, but they weren't complete tribals. They lived in close proximity to civilized humans, often the fringes of towns and villages, and their existence continued right up to modern times. Continues right up to modern times. Chandali perhaps originally, and then it says. Chandali, Chandalini, the name of Matangi, perhaps originated as a cult goddess of the Chandalas, right? Their form of Ma, their form of Kali, right? And was later adapted into the Buddhist stories and subsequently identified as one of the main Mahavijas of Shakti, right? The ten Mahavijas, manifestations of Shakti. It is perhaps no coincidence that in the Buddhist lore, the mother of Prakriti is called Mahavija Dharani, or Dari, right? So, so it's interesting. So you have, now you have. Uh, I said that she's a form of Saraswati. In in the, in 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 the connection to the Dashma Vidya, she's Saraswati, right? But Saraswati is Vedic and pure. You know the the the, the first by the purest, unperfectly pronounced Vedic mantra, right? The Omkara itself that's separated into the Gayatri and separated into the Vedas, right? And then has come down to the to the she's she's Vidyadharini. She's the one who gives all the sciences. The science, science here means the science of music, the science of cooking, the science of, of, of um, um, the, 64, the 64 arts, and all these different, um, the, uh, the vidyas, probably better than, than the older meaning of the word science, not uh, the way we usually use it now in, modern, in the modern context. Right? But so she's the Vedas at their purest. She's culture at its purest. She's a Vedic tradition at its purest, right? And now there's another form of Saraswati, Nila Saraswati, dark Saraswati, not white Saraswati, right? Also known named Matangi, who's a daughter not of Brahma, the one who, from the, the one who vibrated, who, who first heard the Vedas, but of of of, of, of Matanga, a Chandala, who deal, who deals with dead bodies, right? So that's a very interesting, interesting thing. So what could this possibly mean? Of course, Ma is everything. But she's if if Saraswati is pure sound, pure knowledge, pure music, pure scripture, perfect diction, perfect pronunciation, right? Classical music like that, Matangi would be, in a certain sense, everything else, because sound when it starts it doesn't it starts pure like Ganga, 
And Gangotri is perfectly pure. There's nothing mixed into it. If you ever go to Gangotri, go above Gangotri to Gomuk or something. Mm-hmm. I, I got as close as we could before we hit the snow. And, and, and we took the coldest. But it was, it's 10 minutes earlier, it was ice. It's coming out of the glacier, right? It's completely pure, right? Very cold, very pure, right? And you, you, it makes its way down to Hudwar. It's cold and mostly pure, right? You, need to get, into, you get down to Alhabad and Benares, it's... We believe it's pure. You know? <laughs> it's purer than me. So I still feel clean when I come out of it, right? It's always the Ganga's always purer than me, right? Like, no matter where I am, it always feels. But you go to Calcutta, it gets harder. It's pure Ganga. It's still Ganga, right? But it's not the same, right? So the so Saraswati, you can think of the Ganga at Gomuk, and Matangi is Ganga at, in 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 in, the, in through Calcutta, the Hooghly or something like that, right? It's a way of thinking like that. So. Knowledge, sound, vibration—it manif- it goes through all. And you notice no, no one person, no, I mean, nothing's completely pure all the time. We're, it's it's multifaceted. So if I've told the story talking about Matangi, probably even recently, of uh, of that um, to the uh, um, R&B singer, historical uh, great singer, I think Cecil White or C.C. White, Cecil White, I something, right, 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 yeah. I mean, and she was years on on the Cabert show, Cabert Report show, a long time ago, and they were interviewing. She sang an incredible song, and they interviewed her because she started in the gospel church. She was a church singer, right? And, and her first, and then she switched to she went from singing in church to singing, becoming known as a gospel singer, and then she made the switch to an R and B singer, which is secular music, and she said, "Oh, what, she asked her what it would happen." It's like, "Oh." My minister, my friends, my family, and my fans said, you're singing the devil's music now. Before you were singing about God and for God, but this is devil's music. And I remember she, she was 70-year-old when I said interview. She said, honey, the devil ain't got no music. That was her answer, right? You know, it's like, in other words, all music is divine, right? It may not be as pure, right? It's not the same as gospel music. It's not the same as a classical vena performance by, by a trained saint or something like that, you know? But it's not. But it's still divine. Even even if it's impure, it's still it's still divine, right? So music has a full array, right? It may not have the same effect on consciousness. You listen to classical music. You listen to to another type of music. I'm not going to pick any pick on anybody here. <laughs> we all have, we all have a type of music that other people consider demonic, probably. <laughs> like we like we, we maybe even on our on our iPad or something. But uh, um, but. The point is, it's all divine. Music is divine, right? It may not be as refined, but it's divine. It may not be liberating, but it's still divine, right? Uh, um, so, Matangi Saraswati is at its sound at its purest, knowledge at its purest, words at their purest, right? And Matangi could be perhaps sound, a way of interpreting it, sound at its uh, less refined, more further along, you could say, right? Uh, and also, and, and so, Matang, so Matangi, her name is Chandali, right? So there's another, she's a Chandala. Another name for her, Uchista Chandali. That's another, these are, I'm giving the secrets of her esoteric uh, mantra. Uchista Chandali, Sri Matangeshwari Sarva Jannava Shankari, right? Uchista Chandali. Uchista, what does Uchista mean? Leftovers. Leftover, very good. Leftover. So Uchista means, so if you eat something, and like and whatever is left, like if you touch something to your mouth and put it in, like and like half eaten something, is uchista, right? Jute, it's unclean, right? And in of course different cultures consider it differently, but in in, in Orthodox Vedic culture, 
that is considered very you wouldn't um, you wouldn't offer anything that you've tasted for instance even we don't we don't even of course we don't taste and put things on but we don't even taste separately when we bring from even that's considered just even if it's not touching anybody's mouth but we have you know we don't smell flour before offering even that's considered somehow subtly which is what to speak of actually touching your mouth or something like that but so she's uchista chanduli she's so uchista actually means left like you said leftover so it's a left so uh, um, so it's interesting so there's there's a story another story of how how she came Brahm, uh, uh, let's see what time it is I'm okay uh, this is my uchista coffee So uh, one time, uh, Vishnu and Lakshmi went to go have dinner at Parvati's house. Shiva and Parvati's house in Kailash. They were invited for dinner, right? And in the process, some, 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 as they were eating, some of their food fell to the ground, right? And then some, some, some uh, uh, person, girl, says, uh, I'll take that as prashad. Can I take that as prashad? Yes, you can take that prashad. So it so says that the girl who took it as prashad is considered a Parvati's own form, being humble for the guest is God, and therefore you take in the prashad of a, of a saint or a god. We offer this is we take his prashad, right? But they said that one who took that is what in the story that was Matangi, she's Parvati as Matangi's form, right? Taking the prashad. So it's interesting that like we call it prashadam because it's taken from a divine like that. But uchista chandali, it's it's the leftovers of not of not of Parvati or, or of Lakshmi or of Vishnu. But of of a, of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, somebody t- dealing with dead bodies, so it's like the, it's like impure leftovers of an impure person and an impure culture and an imp- you know it's like it's it's meant to be it's meant to be heavy it's meant to be a, 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 a um. so but of course prashad we we consider prashad not uchista we consider it holy. But what about food that's touched somebody else's mouth? Of course that we don't cons- we consider it imp- it's 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 um. Vibrationally, maybe unclean. It's also maybe hygienically uh, not pure in that sense. It's the germs and things like that, and different thing. But it's food, you know. It's like it's, it's like what's changed. Not much has changed, you know. From from pure food to which leftover food, it's still food. But the, but but something has changed. It's like pure music and and come down or water to come down. Every it's. Very often, when we, when we bring Saraswati and Matangi together, it's showing the full spectrum of everything, from clean to unclean, from pure to impure, from gross to from subtle to gross. That's a better way of saying actually, rather than giving a a, 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 a judgment, right? And also, isn't this part of life? It's that we're not always clean, right? Sometimes we, we we bathe and we're clean, and then we get dirty, right? You know, and 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 um, uh, so. Sometimes we're Saraswati, sometimes we're Matangi. And in the tradition also, it's connected, she's connected to the menstrual cycles also. The Divine Mother herself is Saraswati at one point, and then she's Matangi at another point. We consider her impure, the period of impurity. It's the Divine Mother, though. Right? So it's still, who, who's it? It's the same Kali, it's the same the Divine Mother. So that full spectrum, woman in her full spectrum, life in its full spectrum, music and sound and knowledge and words and behavior, everything in its full spectrum, impure, impure. Hmm. I take my to find my uh, 
So I'm not going to give because bead mantra shouldn't be given openly like this. But part of her common mantra, Om Namo, I'll just say Namo Bhagavati. Oh, that supreme. This is how we. This is actually her main mantra for worship. Oh, Bhagavati. So she's Bhagavati. She's a, the, the 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 supreme goddess. She's the source. She's a the Mahadevi, Uchista Chandali, right? Uh, um, so that could be you are the daughter of. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, Uchista Chandali. Um, uh, the the residue and outcast. That's how I'd probably translate it. So this is heavy, you know. You're, oh, oh, the divine, oh, goddess, oh, you know, we the oh goddess, oh ma, the the source of all power, the mother of all creation. We give all these epit. I mean, we give a thousand, we give thousands, thousands of thousand name hymns describing her glories, right? But now it's like, oh, you, oh, the impure leftovers of an outcast. That's a weird. That's a way. Weird, that's an unusual way to pray, right? Which is the Chandali, Sima Tangeshwari. So Matangeshwari is the daughter of Matangarishi or of 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 of, 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 of an outcast, right? Supreme Goddess Matangi, daughter of Matangarishi, the resident of the outcast. Sarva, uh, uh, then Sarva Jana Vashankari, who grants control. So this is interesting. Who grants control over all beings? So she's a tantric goddess, and so in this in the in the obvious meaning of the mantra, the external meaning of the mantra, we were oh goddess. We worship you in a tantric way so that who grants people control. So if you want to, so you can see there's a little bit of magic. She's connected to magical practices, right? So she, by, uh, uh, who grants the city of controlling others. This type of magical can be understood this way. Now, of course, most of us here, yeah, I don't know what you guys are doing in your private life. Um, <laughs> and then I when it gets dark. <laughs> And permission grounds after dark at midnight on Halloween or whatever you know it's like whether you're doing rights to to impure goddesses in order to get control of your enemies and things like that hopefully not if you are now you know the mantra <laughs> right but but yogis meditate on she's included in the Dutch Mahavijas for another reason she's yogis meditate upon her right um, so another thing okay Uchista left over Sri Ramakrishna said, let's, let's bring Sri Ramakrishna, it's always good to bring Sri Ramakrishna into it. Ramakrishna. The only thing that's never been made Uchista is God. Right? We mentioned this the other day, by, by, that he's never been, she's never been, it's never been described, but it's never touched the lips. Right? Anything that touched the lips automatically is going to be impure. Because it's not going to be, a word is going to be, a, 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 from a thought to word, it's already a big step down. Right from the ultimate reality to thoughts, a big step down, and from thought to words, another step down. And then, by the time I speak it, it's going to be totally misunderstood for sure. Right? One of our friends just recently, I listened to a class. He made a, a point like this: If I, if you ask me, you know, how you are, if I ask you how you are, you say, oh, I'm, I'm okay, or I'm, or I'm, I'm not doing that good. You know, it's like so much, and it, all, 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 like, all you can eventually from what you, how you really are, to what you really mean to what you want to say, to what you actually say, and to what I actually understand. It's almost nothing. Right? So if I ask you how you are, you say I'm fine, or I'm not doing that good. I understand almost nothing. It's so far from its original thing. right? Uh, so everything is uchista. Anything thought is uchista. Anything vocal, anything spoken or thought or communicated is automatically going to be impure. It's going to be a step down from its pristine, the original, the original state of it, right, right, and so, and so, something that touched the mouth, which is so, so, 
any word, any thought, any emotion, expressed emotion is already uchista. It's not. It's already left in its pure state. So another meaning of the same mantra, right? Om Namo Bhagavati Uchista Chandali Sri Matangeshwari Sarva Janava Shankari. Right? We worship the Supreme Goddess Matangi, and Matangi, also another word, Matangi could also be interpreted, this Matangarishi has been interpreted as, as um, from our thoughts and words, right? Who are born from, from our thoughts and words, and then when we, rather than Sarva Janava Shankari, may we behold you, Uchista Chandali, in everything that's, even in things that are impure. So this is the big thing. We try to, of course, we can. It's not that easy, but we try to see Ma in all that's pure and divine and beautiful, truth, beauty, and goodness, Sundaram, Satyam, Shivam, all these type of things. But to see Ma in things that are impure, right? Things that are uh, manifest, fat manifested, you know, um, uh, uh, impure and unrefined, Chista Chandali, right? And then Sarva Janava Shankari, rather than saying grant us control over others which is, doesn't seem to be the way we should be teaching here at Kali Mandir. Right? Uh, but actually it's meant to understand, to get, to, to get understanding and mastery of our own thoughts. This is how yogis understand this mantra. Right? Because our own thoughts, there may not be that pure. Most of us, I don't know about you, I'm not, please forgive me if I'm superimposing my experiences on you, but you should all be ashamed of yourself. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, 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 but so uh, uh, grant us a deeper mastery and understanding of all aspects of ourselves, the, the full, all aspects. We're, we're not just one thing; we're many things, right? And she's many things. She's everything. She's become, and she's the one has become everything. So everything means everything, not just the good stuff, not only the pure stuff, not only the refined, not only the things that that are that are, that that are, that shine with divinity. Right. Even the things that don't shine with divinity, it's divinity not shining with divinity. It's still it only and her only. So uh, just a few dhyanma. Some of her forms are interesting. I think uh, uh, we'll end with some of her dhyan mantras, I think. Nabrihat tantrasara uchista matangi matangini so here, so this is saying this one. She sits on a throne, right? In 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 the um, this in this uh, in the Brihat Tantrasada, she sits on a corpse. Of course, we know this. Kali sits on a corpse. You can see it connected to the. You can see where this is coming from. She wears red garments, red jewelry, and a garland of gunja seeds. You know gunja, gunja actually. Nobody here in my room. My Krishna wears gunja mala. Gunja mala is these black and red seeds. Right, and they're very, very common. It says that Radha used to make 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 them for Krishna's hair, right? And but interesting, recently we we ordered Adikesha got us a pack of gunja seeds, right? Because these are very auspicious, and it, and he got them because they're auspicious for Matangi, not because of Krishna. But very often, a lot of Krishnas and Shalograms will have gunja mala, right? But they're also really poisonous, right? And really hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic. Right, so in order to make the mala, some people will like will pierce it and poke their finger and die. I mean, it's really. So I realize I don't know which. I have a bag of them. I don't know what to. I'm scared to do anything with them. I don't know what to, <laughs> to show them to Matangi. On there's a day for Matangi. Akshay Tritya is Matanga Jayanti kind of mala. There, <laughs> I don't want to open it. I'm scared to because they're actually quite dangerous, right? But it could, her Dhyan mantra describe her holding this. What's I think dangerous, uh, 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 hallucinogenic, uh, uh, poisonous type of type of thing. Associate with her. 
Right. The goddess is described as a young 16-year-old maiden with fully developed breasts. She carries a skull and a sword in her two hands and is offered leftovers. That's another important point. Right. So we can offer her our leftovers. This is an interesting point. And she, of course, we would never do that to other deities. Right. And also, like, we, to do her puja, this is another thing, Usually, what we like, even before speaking about holy things, I take a shower and put on clean clothes and bashma, and then we go, okay, we're in a pure state the best we can. What to speak of doing puja and things like that, or chanting, you wash your mouth before chanting mantras, but not from a tangi. You you worship her without showering, without washing your mouth. You eat and don't wash your mouth and then chant your mantra, right? Because she's meant she likes uchista chandali. Also, another word chandali. There's a play on the chandali means. Uh, chan, is a play Chandali is a Chandala we mentioned this outcast uh, uh, tribe but Chandali Chanda also means meter right by, by extension so Uchista Chandala means impure meters means you're, you're not chanting your mantra properly your meter is wrong your intonation is wrong your diction is wrong the, the rhythm of the mantra is wrong so it's like you could, so it's like therefore you, you and the, one of the reasons we wash our mouth before chanting is because in order to pronounce properly, right? You had clear collections, but she likes to be worshipped with an impure mouth, right? Wearing dirty clothes, <laughs> right? Not, I'm not suggesting that you all go home and do this tonight, but there's a, there may be a time to do it during Navaratri, during Akshay Tritya is one of her important days. There's important um, um, days that you can kind of... Met, um, but also just thinking about that this is one of Ma's forms. And what's, her, what's this form? All of Ma's forms. Right? We have like, oh, the pure Godhead, the supreme Brahman that shines, that, that is pure consciousness like that. And everything else is not that, but only that. It's that step down as everything else, right? And so when you say, when you worship Ma as Matangi, as Nila Saraswati, you're worshiping everything else. Not just, you know, it's, it's God and everything else that's also God. <clears throat> India... Uh, Purus Charya Navara Tantra and the Tantra Sada describes Matangi as blue, connecting her to Nila Saraswati. We mentioned crescent moon adorns her forehead. She has three eyes, a smiling face. She wears jewelry and is seated on a jeweled throne. That's more like what we have here. In her forearm, she carries a noose, a sword, a gourd, and a club. That's what we have here. Her waist is slim and her breasts are well developed. And the Raja Matangi, so there's another form called Raja Matangi. This is another very fa- famous form. And she's green. And this is a very you'll see sometime. And there she's sometimes known as um, Shamala. Uh, uh, she has long hair, smiling expression, intoxicated eyes. She wears a garland of kadamba flowers and various ornaments. She perspires a little across her face, which renders her even more beautiful. So it describes how beautiful like this. And there she says she plays a vena, wears a conch shell earrings, a flower garlands, and has flowering flower uh, paintings adorning her forehead. So the most common in popular, she's not a popular Hinduism goddess, but in popular tantric images, her most common thing you'll see her is with a uh, a parrot. She's connected to parrot, and of course that, that connects her to what's the the Devi where the parrot is it Minakshi or Minakshi Minakshi Minakshi. So she's connected. Actually, Minakshi is considered one of her in the Brahminical tradition. She's worshipped, but she's considered Matangi, right? Uh, and she and holding that that um, parrot. When we had a, um, um, this painting, which is no longer here, it's in my Kutir right now, that Haile Goswami did of the Dash Mahavijas, he did, it, he did each painting 
as per Tantasara's an ancient collection of Dhyan mantras on, on Kantic deities, right? So he wanted to, he wanted to match his best possible Tantasara. But in the Tantasara, it describes these certain weapons, and there's no, there's no um, Vina, and there's no parrot, right? So, it's, but if with no Vina, no parrot, you want to like here, no Vina, no parrot, you wouldn't, if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know it's used with Tanki. She's, she's, she's according to the mantra, but she's not the popular form. So what he did, he had her holding all the proper things, and then over and above that, there was a Vina and a parrot on her throne. Like so, we got we have to, to show. But that's a very common thing. You see the Vina and and the uh, and the, the uh, parrot. Matangi plays a ruby-studded Vina and speaks sweetly. Forearmed with dark emerald complexion, uh, uh, anointed with red kumkum powder, crescent moon on her forehead. She carries a noose, gold, sugarcane bow, and arrows. So there are all these different forms that are there. Bond the neck to the <coughs> So, Saraswati and Nila Saraswati, or black, blue, green, dark. Nila, I think that's a better thing. Light Saraswati and dark Saraswati. And so Matangi is in that group of names. So this, and of course, this is not a text on the Kali Sasanam. Isn't a text about Matangi. It's a text about Kali. So each one of these is either. A, saying a well-known or little-known goddess is really a form of the Mahadevi Kali, or it's saying, or it's describing her, her gunas and attributes and qualities, right? But here, it's like each one of these names that we usually think of attributed to some other goddess, these are actually Kali's, this, this, is, this is describing Kali. So by saying Kali is Matangi, it's saying Kali is everything that's impure, right, or expressed. Right and 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 the human being at all clean and unclean, so we we say during puja, clean or unclean, we remember you will become clean, but clean or unclean, we don't have to remember you. Clean or unclean, we're clean. That that's the point, right? You know, like we think, oh, pure and impure by remembering you, we become pure, right? That's a mantra we use like that, and that's part of our because this is our ritual and this is our sadhana. We're trying. We're in puja. We're trying to become pure. And in sadhana, we're purifying our consciousness. That's what we're doing. We start from the external internal. But the fact is, everything's pure. That's still a fact, right? So it, it, it's, there is a potential. I, I have to be real careful how I say it because we don't say, oh, don't think everything's pure. Because everything is pure, right? Everything is ma, everything, many things. But if you start thinking, oh, everything's ma, everything's pure, and if I don't have to purify anything, then you don't make any progress. And you don't refine the mind. Right, you don't learn anything. You don't refine your intelligence. You don't refine your education. Your, you know, your abilities and everything like that. So we have to. We still, we still. Our goal is is to purify ourselves. But what's the result of that purity? Right, somebody who has reached that state of complete purity, complete enlightenment, complete refined of subtlety of, of 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 consciousness. Right. It seems, at least, if we could start comparing the writings of the saints that we consider to be those type of people. Right. And, the, and, and what do they say? After their years of tapasya, the years of austerities, of renunciation, meditation, and sadhana, like this, and devotion, and japa, and, and, and pilgrimages, and charity, all the things that, that make up somebody's spiritual life, what's their conclusion? This is all ma. Nothing, I only see God. There's a video, wonderful video we have in one, one of these sadhu videos that's out there. And, and they, they interview this one, I think, uh, Yogananda Yeti, I think his name. Or something like that. And he, he says, they say it's Kali Yuga. But I don't see Kali Yuga anywhere. I see everything is full of bliss. You know, it's like, is everybody else, I mean, it's like, this is, is this Kali Yuga? I don't see Kali Yuga. 
you know, he may, in the beginning, you may have to think, you have to be able to think, oh, this is Kali Yuga. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> right? You can't just say, oh, everything's Kali, it's not, everything is divine, everything is pure, and I have to do it, and therefore, and, the, and, and your spiritual life stops. The, the result of successful, it seems the result of the, the saints, the result of their realization, the result of their austerity, is to see everything as divine. Right? And so, one of our friends, another named Shankaracharya, who's not Shankar, he's not one of the Shankaracharyas, but he's a tantric yogi named Shankaracharya that we met many years ago. He says that it's 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 good that if our philosophy, even if we haven't realized what the philosophy says, is actually true. Like we can start, oh, the world's sinful, the world's evil, the world's false, or any any version of that that we have in the various schools in religion and philosophical systems, right? And that may be helpful because it may help us renounce, you know, go from gross to subtle, impure to impure, and external to internal, and from observed to observer, and all those type of things that the spiritual discipline. Right, Sri Ramakrishna, first you think the world is unreal and only God is real, then you realize the world, that God has become everything. Right, that's the fruit of realization, right? But it's still true that God has become everything. God's already everything. Right, so our friend Shankaracharya said that actually it's good that the philosophy that everything actually is God, that's the truth. It's not our experience yet. We see impure, impure. We see good and bad. We see the full variety. And we're trying to navigate our way to, 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 so we can have a, a deeper holistic realization, a peak, peak realization. Right, but it's also it's good to remember it's actually true that God has become everything and everything is pure. Right, that's the, that's, that's the realization of the saints the saints that we are trying to follow and have them guide our, real, our sadhanas. That's their realization. So it's, that's the truth that they realize. That's the truth that we're trying to realize. So Goddess Matangi, Nila Saraswati, these forms I think help. For me, uh, Matangi has revolutionized my understanding of the whole thing. How, how, how the one becomes everything and is everything. Even though everything, not necessarily at its purest. It's pure, but we still have to not get caught in the in, in the delusion. Oh, everything's pure; I have to do I have to do anything. That I think is a is a delusional stance, but it is still true. So we'll end. We'll leave it there because it's probably we're probably. Well, I'm actually three minutes early. That's I did really really good. Yes. These are the people who deal with dead bodies. They're the 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 the, the take care of the the the, the um. Yeah, yeah, and at at the uh, at the, at the Manikanika, those gods, those, those people, they're, they're like that. So, but it's interesting because they're they're necessary, you know. And also, Ma likes cremation grounds. So, like, and also you see it. The very first name of Kali Sastanama, Smashana, Sma, not Sri Sri Mata, right? It's Smashana. <laughs> Smashana is the first word, right? So, and and of course, this is very deep about. That which survived. Oh, it's another very. This is a good point. I have to do the final point. Is, are we still on? This is a good point. Okay, this is a very very important point. Uh, I'll, I'll take my two. I'm, I'm going to claim my two minutes, Your Honor. Your, Your Honor. <laughs> Watching this on TV, I know how this works. I'm claiming my two minutes. Matangi <laughs> uh, uh, means residue, right? So uh, uh, let me find here. What's the residue after everything's? Like in, in, she's connected to cremation, right? When when you creme, cremate the body, what's left? You can say ash. That's okay, but actually, not what's left is that which doesn't burn, 
right? What burns is, is like what's, what's left after everything is pure consciousness. Right, so it's interesting. The exact almost you get you get to a very gets very gets that's like this is like the deeper myst. It's like oh yeah, I'm supposed to talk about deep mystical things. Not this. That's a deep mystical thing. After everything's finished, after everything, what's left? Right, none of this will survive. None of this won't survive. Even your person. What like oh, we're, hopefully we believe as Hindus that will survive death. Right, who who will survive death? Well, I'm well, 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 well Bajan will survive death. The person is like it's like. I don't, whatever I was before, I mean, the personality, the mind, the memories, nothing, sur- maybe sometime, but like, what really survives? What's the actual residue after everything? Right? That's her. That's Matangi. So it, gets, it goes from all kinds of cool tantric things and pro world things like to the absolute, from zero to 108 instantly, to, 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 to supreme, unchanging Brahman. Right? She's everything, and after everything, only. She, she is the residue of the whole thing. So anyways, we'll leave there. There's so much more in that. I think it's really good when, when Adi comes, maybe we can do an interview with him or a, satsang, a podcast with him because he's done so much research on, on her and she's super interesting. And I've only... Um, I'm just talking around the issues. You know, She's so profound and deep. So no more questions. Okay, <laughs> we have to start. Thank you for your kind attention. Yeah, I'm not